Hello everyone, Leslie here with another Blu-ray giveaway, this time of some movies that we will be talking about very soon on Struggle Session as part of our summer blockbuster film series. This time, George and Steve bring us their four film action adventure extravaganza, Harrison Ford, Indiana Jones, 4K, Blu-ray, seven hours of special features. It's out now but you can win your copy for free. Just hit us up, twitter.com slash struggle sesh. Retweet the pin tweet for your chance to win one of five copies. I'm here to kill chaos. That's my mission. <laughs> Looks like chaos has been waiting for us. Is go in there and find you? Guess we'll just show ourselves in. I only know one thing. I want to kill chaos. You need to end the night. I created it. Don't you? I created it and it's real. Don't you understand? Well, hello everyone. Welcome to Struggle Session. I'm Leslie III. And I'm Jack Allison. And today, we're talking about E3, folks. Can you feel the excitement? Wow. A trade a trade show has happened once again. We didn't think this time last year that we yeah. would possibly ever see people be able to gather together to watch trailers did they gather together this year? I don't even actually know. I, I think only they, I actually don't think they did. I think that it okay. was virtual. It was yeah. mostly virtual from I think I think like a couple of people like they did a like a stage show. Right. They Didn't got, Jeff Keeley do some kind of show. I have no yeah. idea. Yeah, that Jeff guy, he 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 did some stuff. It was fun, I guess. It it was it, it was interesting, but E3 is here. Oh, it's video back. games are here and what do you think of this year's E3? This year at E3, I actually feel like a mark or something like that because I w- I found myself excited by every presentation I watched. There was something <laughs> in there where I was like, "Damn, that kicks ass." Hell yeah. <laughs> All right, you know, I'm surprised you were so excited about it because I was fairly, fairly underwhelmed and didn't. I saw some stuff that seemed interesting, but nothing that seemed to me like, okay, this is like an important step forward in the world of video game. I don't know if I'm looking for important step forwards in the world of video gaming anymore. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like the consoles, it's bizarre what they're doing with the consoles. They're just releasing games for the last console and saying, like, play it on the new one and it'll, like, look better. You know what I mean? Like, I think, (laughs) you know, in my mind, I'm like, I don't know that I need these, like, revolutionary everything has changed moments that they're kind of seeking out of every E3. I just want like a solid slate of games to be coming out this, you know, next couple of years. Like I'm not looking for necessarily a new piece of technology, but like a new type of game, right? Like it's sure. seen for a while, like every time every 
you know, couple of cons every console cycle, you get one or two new, new types. genre type or kind of. Yeah, like a new real like a game that just seems like something that you hadn't seen before. And I can't really think of anything I saw at E3 that. Really I, I mean, I, I mostly I actually it. agree with you, but I will still say that every presentation I watched, there was like a couple things where I was like, "Damn, I want to buy that." <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into it. So I'll say the number one thing I wanted to buy. And I think this was most people's favorite uh, moment of the show, predictably. Uh, so was the Elden Ring uh, reveal. Sure. Getting to see a bit of gameplay, a longer trailer, a bit more story. And it looks fucking tight. It, it looks, looks tight. cool. I'm like into it. You know, it's it's got me wanting to go back and finally do all the souls, Leslie. Oh, I'm being yeah. honest. Like I, you know, I actually went back and installed an emulator to play Dark Souls or Demon Souls. Uh, it's the only way to do it now if you don't have a PS5, which I'll say after this E3, I kind of do want a PS5 more than I've ever wanted one. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it, it's got this Elden, you know, Elden Ring looks cool as fuck, and I feel like this is, like, a great space for George R. R. Martin to exist in, where he just, like, does world building that doesn't need to have any kind of conclusion, you know what I mean? Um, and, yeah, like, just the world of it and the design of it looks fucking awesome. Well, I do want to say what the trailer revealed is that whatever George R. R. Martin's contributions are is still very much a Souls oh, yeah. game and Souls obsessed it's like like a fallen knight who's like got like a curse of bad vibes and right. he needs to go heal the vibes of the kingdom are fucked and he's like trying to bring it back up like the same of every every single souls game out there and so what george R. R. martin actually contributed was like he st he made some of the original lore but then Every time they need to change something for the gameplay wise to make it fit with their formula, they just he would it. just let you, they, he just they just change it. And he That's said, "Okay, <laughs> That's great. That's great. Yeah, that works real well for me. I mean, like the 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 trailer was great. That game looks awesome. It's got me wanting to play all the Souls games. And so, yeah, that's one of the first ones where I was like, wow, this looks kick ass. I want to play it. You weren't sure if it was going to be in the sec in the Souls lane or the Bloodborne Sekiro lane. And it seemed like it's about halfway between the Souls and the Sekiro, I think. Yeah. Because yeah. there's, there's lots of movement stuff added in. There's an open world uh, element. Well, all the Souls games are kind of open world-ish, but I think this is trying to be a little bit more op traditionally open world. I'm basically interested to get into all the Souls games. I feel like I can't take on Elden Ring without playing all these other games, so I'm uh, I'm ready to go back and do it. So you you're in, and you're still going to do with the emulated Demon Souls? How how you like Listen, it so far? I, I I would love to get a PS5. I would love to play Demon Souls. I'm actually now in the market for PS5, even though. They're really hard to get. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, you know, I, I even looked into the scalpers selling them on Craigslist. They're like double the price. It's like ridiculous. You can't get a fucking PS5 these days. So, yeah, I'm emulating Demon Souls and it works really well, except the initial load every time I play takes a super long time. But after that, it's all gravy. Oh, that's pretty cool. How you like it so far? It's fun. I'm not that far into it. I basically have just like I'm playing the like 
baby mode class, just so you know. That's fine. I don't care. I'm playing the royal who can just like send do like um casting shit and like one shot enemies at the beginning of the oh, game. Yeah. <laughs> but like that's a good way to get it to get started for me. Um yeah, yeah it's great. I've I've like, you know, done a couple of the loops in the first level and I'm I'm you know, oh, I'm actually also Leslie. This will be exciting for you to know too that I'm I'm actually trying to beat all the Mass Effects uh, as well okay. uh, on the Legendary condi- uh, Edition. So I'm very close to beating Mass Effect two. Then I got to do oh, three, sweet. and then it's like the Souls. I'm like fully in at that point. Speaking of sci-fi blockbuster series, I know the thing you were big, yeah, big excited about was Halo Infinite. I mean, look. I am excited about Halo Infinite. And listen, I watched the like, you know, the little uh, featurette about the multiplayer specifically. Now, the single player, I mean, whatever, it's probably going to be fine. The little storyline trailer that they played with like new Cortana or whatever was not all that exciting to me. And I'm not like that excited about whatever new bearded Greg Grunberg pilot guy is in it or whatever. But I do think like, this does look like the largest and sort of like most, you know, it just looks like a big, vast sort of single player Halo. But the multiplayer, I was pretty impressed by. I thought that they, it seems like they are design wise moving back from the kind of over busyness of Halo 4 and 5. Um, and yeah, I mean, from what I saw in that trailer, it looks like it's going to be a very good Halo multiplayer, the, you know, the, the grappling hook looks pretty cool to me. And like, yeah, I don't know. This, this kind of looks like it might be the best three, four, three Halo. And they kind of worked out some of the, the weirdness of, uh, of four and five. Yeah. It looked really, really fun. I've, I, I've never been a Halo uh, guy. In fact, Jack, I wanted to share this with you yeah. for the first time in my life. I've, I own an Xbox uh, console. Oh, wow. For the first time in my life. It's, it's a different wow. feeling. It's, Did you, you know, get the Xbox One? What did you get? Yeah, yeah I ended up getting a secondhand uh, Xbox One, OG one that somebody uh, didn't need anymore. Okay, uh, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, it's a it's for the first time in my life, I'm not a partisan in the console war. I'm just <laughs> excited to finally be able to put down the sword. Yeah, <laughs> no, just and just live. You know what I mean? Just live. Enjoy Sunset Overdrive and Final Fantasy VII Remake, you know? Um, well, how does it feel? How does it feel to be on that Xbox? I, it's okay. Like, the game I was most excited about playing was Doom Eternal because it's on Game Pass. Oh yeah, and I started playing it, and I was like, "Actually, it's not that good." It's tough. It's tough because I kind of do like that game, but I think you're right that like, because I saw you talking about it, they just added too many like jumping puzzles and stuff. Because I kind of like it too, but I'm like, it's not as good as Doom 2016. Yeah, like it's definitely they made it like worse, and the level design is worse. I play a little bit of Shadow Blade Two, which is a pretty pretty good like shooter game which is it's similar a, a bit doom ish but it's more like it's more it's kind of like a looter shooter type thing too okay. as well but but single player and like game pass gives you a lot of options i, I mean game I like pass rocks game. i will say that like getting an xbox and getting a game pass subscription that is the closest to like netflix for video games yeah. that exists <laughs> you know they're talking about i didn't cl- i didn't open up the articles but i saw the articles about xbox uh, i think sony has already tried this before and i feel like xbox has before as well they're thinking about putting in some sort of device in tvs 
where you sign up for Game Pass and you can play oh. right right through your TV. I mean, that with makes some a lot more sense. Thing. I mean, yeah, like I was playing. Uh, I tried their new. They have like a PC, you know, cloud streaming thing like that. Uh, that you that's like in beta for their Xbox app, and it works pretty good. To be honest with you, like I was able to play Halo Five not online, but I was able to play like some of the campaign, and I was like, this is actually like responsive enough to play like a shooting game campaign. It was pretty impressive. What matters in gaming is going to change, I think, in the next few years a lot, right? Because it used to be about these big leaps in graphical fidelity, and mm-hmm. I think now it's going to be more about having being able to have a bunch of games for a subscription price that you can play anytime, anywhere. I think it's less about graphical fidelity because, to be honest with you, I mean, one thing we learned, I think, from this E3 is I'm like... I swear to God, we're getting close to the cap as far as like what you can, how good you can make games look versus like making them even possible to develop. You know what I mean? Because you can make games like look better than they look now, but it just, I think it makes it impossible for them to like get created that way. You know what I mean? Like I saw the, I saw the, um, you know, the presentation for Forza uh, as well as, um, you know, Microsoft Flight Simulator. And I actually think I'm like Polygon's like we have hit our max as far as like you know polygons and the number of polygons making things look better and what it's all about now is high resolution photorealistic backdrops it's all about the high resolution textures these days leslie that is truly what it's all about get those high get those like 10k resolution textures on objects and stuff looks like really good i often feel like the Resident Evil um, remake on PS4, the HD version of that, yeah, might of be the, the best lo- one. Might be the best looking game on PS4. Let's get back to pre-rendered backdrops. Can we please? You know what I mean? Like, why do we have to do everything in engine? Like, do really high resolution pre-rendered backgrounds. And that's like Forza is not doing that. Like Forza is all dynamic and it's all reflections and everything like that. But it's like the modern version that's close to that. They're just taking like super high resolution pictures of the sky and using that on their polygon of the sky and then just adding a bunch of like infinite light bounce and stuff like that. Like, that's what really gets stuff looking realistic. Yeah, I'm checking out Forza now. I I just never can get excited about a racing game. I mean, also, like, especially a racing game where, like, the cars drive like real cars yeah you like, know that's what no I mean? fun like, to me at it's all. never gonna be fun for me i i don't get the appeal of it but i actually will always watch like an e3 forza presentation because like the games just look fucking good and i do like to watch like the game developers talk about like what technology they got to use uh, <laughs> to make it look so photorealistic the, this e3 actually started off with a bit of a victory lap from hideo kojima where with his friend uh, Jeff, he did like an interview talking about how he predicted COVID. And all I this mean, shit he was like, he was like, he was like, I was surprised that it came true so quickly. I was like, <laughs> damn, even like that's how I usually feel about Kojima works. Like that he felt it this time, like makes like boggles the mind. He had this clip of a scene from Death Stranding of a new indoor environment with the suggestion of like sneaking puzzles and sam uh finds like a cardboard box lots of metal gear solid references a lot of fun great trailer and uh, with the announcement that the death stranding director's cut 
is coming to PS5 at some point. You're right, of course, that like most of these announcements are literally for games I've like already played. But I can't deny that I'm like, I want to play Death Stranding Director's <laughs> Cut. Like I'm ready to just play Death Stranding again on PS5. You know what I mean? I, people were making the joke that didn't Sony give him millions of dollars in full creative freedom like how do like how wasn't the original not the director's cut i mean director's cut doesn't mean anything anymore it just means like second cut you know a new version yeah he's a direct he's like the only per like video game guy you could put director's cut on it would mean anything so that's why they they call it that if this were you know a re-release of another game it would just be the hd enhanced they call it like the new stranding or something like that death stranding another stranding (laughs) another strand Uh, but yeah, that was a really great trailer, and I I love to see Hideo having fun again. I like all the Metal Gear references in that trailer. You know, I'm ready to play Death Stranding, you know, Super HD Edition. One game that I interests me a lot, like I really want to play it now, is Diablo 2 Resurrection. Oh, wow, really? That joint looked tight. I've never played Diablo 2. I just... Uh, just never got into it. I play a bit of Diablo three on PS3, and I I enjoy it. I thought it was pretty fun, but I know all the Diablo, the Diablo heads like hate three because it's brighter and colorful and not really the dark fantasy of the old one. So I'm actually kind of stoked uh to play Diablo two. Sick, actually, yeah. Like I'm just looking at the trailer right now. I kind of didn't watch it before. It looks awesome. The look of it, yeah, it is like a lot sort of more gritty and dark looking it looks cool i might i might be down actually i could be down to play diablo 2 resurrected oh yeah we can yeah and that that should be probably four player online right yeah i think so yeah oh and that'll be a good point and click too listen i know you play with controller on pc yes. yeah no I, i'm excited for diablo 2 just looking at it right now it looks really cool did you see what they're doing with sea of thieves leslie oh the pirates such the a character. bummer <laughs> oh my god dude because i kind of like sea of thieves sea of thieves if you haven't played it is this great just like weird kind of multiplayer game where you play as pirates and you kind of just do raids you just like boat around with four friends and there's not really a lot of plot and you just do raids against against like skeletons and you know get cosmetic items for your character or whatever it's kind of a chill game you play instruments on the ship they're at, they they announced a dlc or like an expansion for it at e3 where jack sparrow is joining the game and this is like so bizarre because it seems like such a plot heavy expansion like the whole thing is like this very plot heavy trailer about jack you know this plot heavy thing uh and there was no plot at all in in sea of thieves before it just is bizarre that the first time story is coming to sea of thieves is like this Fortnite <laughs> disney crossover bizarre thing so really the thing is you didn't know you were playing a Pirates yeah, of the right. Caribbean game the whole time. The whole time I was playing a, a Disney Pirates of the Caribbean Fortnite game and secretly it just was a secret until this first plot <laughs> expansion came out. So that I was like pretty surprised by. I don't know. Someone said that on Twitter that now this is the future where like instead of 
making the movie game ahead of time you just backdoor in it by like yeah. pasting it onto some indie ga- it's smaller the Fort- game it's the Fortniteification. you know what i mean it's like why make us why make a batman game when you can just put batman in Fortnite and have him be doing the rick and morty dance or whatever there's one person still doing movie tie-ins right and yeah. in fact this was the last big movie tie-in game i believe um at least of the classic era of shout outs to Mad Max and uh, by the way uh, Jurassic Park Evolution which they announced a sequel to right. uh, at E3 this year the and that Park game builder, right? that yeah. game is actually really good it's actually sick it's actually a wow. sick okay. ass game it might be one it. of the yeah, Mad Max and Jurassic Park Evolution best <laughs> uh, modern movie tie in games Wow! but at E3 we got a uh, notification that Avatar James Cameron's I'm in, Avatar, front, Frontiers of Pandora. Ubisoft is making an open world Avatar game. And now, do I have my problems with Ubisoft open world games? Sure. They like put way too much stuff in it. It becomes just like a collection fest. Now, do I want to do that in in uh, Pandora? Absolutely. Yes. I'm like so ready <laughs> to go pick out way too many like Pandora leaves or whatever the fuck. You know what I mean? They're like, get 1000 of the tree leaves. I'm actually like down to do that with my avatar in Pandora. Um, that game looks great. And I'm like, I, I, you know, I hope you get to design your own avatar. I really do. I hope you get to like make your own custom guy. That's your avatar in the game. I hope there's gear and you get the what's the little flying things that you get to ride in your mounts and stuff. All right. If there's different mounts that you can, you know, sort of have sexual relationships with <laughs> to, <laughs> to ride them. I'm about it. Like, I, I think it's good that that Avatar took this long to kind of get it right. And I do think Ubisoft, like as a weird European developer of open world games, feels like the right the right fit for a uh, an avatar open world game yeah it seems like uh the easiest lift i mean they, yeah. they they have the type of game that it should be down more or less right like yeah. the, like the far cry with a little bit of assassin's creed like that's absolutely game. yeah just a little too big of an open world kind of weird and european in its own way you know like i'm into it like it does feel also like you know, you could have got the really shitty cash in version of this when Avatar first came out. But this does feel like, you know, maybe maybe James Cameron took some pitches or something. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> took a long time to get the right pitch for the video game. Yeah. Yeah. It looks pretty tight. Pretty tight. It does. Like, I'm ready to just go around Pandora. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> an open world Pandora. It looks pretty sick. This is one of those things where it's like, wow, the the technology has finally caught up. <laughs> the technology finally is there for us to go to an open world Pandora. Yeah, the technology is finally there for even like a B level game of right. Avatar to be like decent, de- be right? Like a decent facsimile of what yeah. it should be. Yeah, sort of Russian ish game. Stalker Two looks really cool. Oh, Stalker I was really looks surprised really cool. to see Talker Stalker Two come out of nowhere. Um, it looks awesome. <laughs> like, I just love I, it makes me want to read Roadside Pit, Picnic before all this. You know what I mean? I'm oh, like, yeah, I we got to lo- do it. Yeah, we should do it. We should do an episode about Roadside Picnic. It was a strange time in gaming because the best looking games would be like weird Russian European games. Game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like it, it would be the highest like fidelity. thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. But this yeah. looks pretty good. It looks pretty good. Atomic Heart. 
It looks like some weird kind of Russian. It looks like there's weird like dolls and robots that you sh- that you're shooting. I saw the trailer for that game and I was like, "Damn, you can really do a lot just with like a really unique production style." Just deciding that you're going to go with like kind of 1950s Russia and going with that, I was like, "Damn, like this just looks fucking cool. All the weird mannequin characters and stuff. Yeah, it looks really good. Like a little Bioshocky, a little Fallout. Hopefully, the gameplay is smooth and it doesn't crash a bunch, and and the storyline you know holds up. Because there was the announcement of the Outer Worlds two, which I feel like most people weren't that excited for. Because the original didn't really deliver on the narrative experience that we were hoping for. But look, Atomic Heart looks really, really good. Really, Atomic really Heart good. looks cool. Listen, I am pulling for the Outer Worlds, and I feel like I even got to go back and play the first one. But, I mean, like, they just are doing that kind of cutesy Borderlands-y thing in the trailer. You know what I mean? Like, the whole trailer for Outer Worlds 2 was, like, a parody of game trailers where they're just, like, saying what happens in the trailer or whatever. They're like, and now it's slow motion because everything looks cool in slow motion. And I'm like, man, just honestly shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm open to it. I played a little of the first ones, and I thought it was kind of cool, but that trailer definitely was kind of a twee and annoying. All right. Well, let's go in the entirely in entirely other direction. Uh, trailers that just wore their heart on their sleeve. Stranger of Paradise, Final Fantasy. Oh wow. I'm here yeah. to kill chaos. That's yes. my mission. <laughs> um, so this, chaos! <laughs> so this one is basically Dark Souls, Final Fantasy Dark Souls. But isn't it done by the people that did like Ninja Gaiden or something like that? Yes, yes. Maybe it'll be a little more Ninja Gaiden ish. It's hard to tell just. From, it looks super Dark Soulsy from the yeah, trailer. It looks super Dark Soulsy from the trailer, but that you don't see like your stam if you have a stam in the bar. So that would determine a lot of it as well. But it looks like really good. I mean, if it's Ninja Gaiden instead of Dark Souls, hey, that's just that's fine with me too. Um, right. Because this game, it looks really fun. Uh, very silly Final Fantasy uh, story. It's a is, reboot oh, of Final Fantasy One, I, I guess. Yeah. Wild. With modern Final Fantasy anime influence type storytelling and characters and themes, it looks but it looks fun. It looks pretty fun. Um, I'm excited to play it. I, I but I, the strange thing is like there's already another like anime Souls game called Cold Vein, which is like an anime vampire Souls like game, wow. which is pretty good. And also they they announced another one at E3 called Solstice. Which is another anime Souls type wow. game. So I, I just hope it doesn't get flooded. The market doesn't get with flooded souls. with anime oh. Souls specifically. There also was the Final Fantasy VII Mobile Battle Royale. Did you see this one? It's no. Like, what is this? It's called Final Fantasy VII: The First Soldier, and it's mobile only, and it's a battle royale. I don't know about that. <laughs> Square just loves putting shit on phones and phones only. I I just don't know why they don't put these things on both. Like, why is it always just only phone? Yeah, people will pay money for this. One thing I saw this time, Jack, is that zombies are kind of out. I mean, we got the Dying Light uh, trailer, and there was one or two, and then like the the Left 4 Dead 
Um, mm-hmm. Like I forget which one, what which one is that called? Because they all use puns that I can never. So I can never remember. There's Left for Dead. Oh, Dead Forever. There was also the one that was for Xbox. That's like the new kind of Left for Dead ish looking one. Yeah. It was like zombie Redfall, the one with uh, vampires. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's well. That's what I was saying. So it feels like vampires are on the way in because there's yeah. a, at least a couple of games with like vampire themes, and there's like two vampire the masquerade games coming out. Not Bloodlines, the big one, but they did announce like um. Uh, 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 like a uh, like a online shooter with vampires, um, in the Vampire the Masquerade world, which actually looked pretty cool and like more like a like an adventure game of some sort. So they keep putting out new Vampire the Masquerade video games, just not like <laughs> the big main one that they didn't want to get a uh, cyberpunk, so they delayed it indefinitely. <laughs> well, you know, nobody wants to get cyberpunk these days, Leslie. You, you know, you can't put out a game if it ain't ready. I think back last year's E3, we were so excited for Cyberpunk. We thought that game was going to be pretty fucking sweet. And yeah, and, that's true. And we just, I like, I haven't even gotten past like the second. I don't. I haven't picked it up again. You know, I have not really. It's uninstalled currently. Sad, sad to see. It. Sad. You know, I didn't see too much at E3 that excited me a, a lot. But one thing I have been getting into personally in gaming is I kind of got into VR a bit. Checking out some VR stuff and playing some mm-hmm. VR stuff. And I, I'm kind of like a VR guy. I think I'm a VR wow. guy. I didn't think I would v- be. I've done a little VR in my day. You know, I you know, I have an older headset that kind of is not that comfortable to wear. But I like some VR here and there. It's good in, in a couple ways because... One, it limits your gaming session because you you don't want to play any VR game for more than like thirty <laughs> minutes, like That's ever, true. like ever, yeah. like you just get t- like not even like a physical like feeling of pain. You just like, all right, I'm done with this. So, like, <laughs> if you're a gamer who wants to limit your your game time, like VR is a pretty good option because you're never you you're gonna get your fix and you're gonna be done for a few hours. Um, but it, I. It, it can it feels like really you know sort of immersive in a way that I didn't expect because the VR games the graphics are all kind of downgraded usually from like regular game but it still feels just the the seeing your hands out there and moving them it just feels really cool and uh and all the different kind of games and you just feel um that they have that just make you feel like a complete badass sometimes like um super hot VR like dude. You can fucking take a gun from one guy's hand, shoot him with it, throw so it good. in the air to your other hand, catch it, and shoot the <laughs> other guy, and then let it drop. Like, you were just so straight sick. up the killer in this game. It's so fun. Have you played Alex? Half-Life Alex? No, I haven't gotten that. I know I haven't it's played very that solid. One It's really solid, and that's like... the. I mean, I, Superhot is really good, but Half-Life Alex is probably the most like full of a game I feel like I've played on VR. I haven't even beat it because it like actually got the combat got a little too hard. Oh, to yeah. Like doing physically. Yeah, yeah, because that's the thing about VR is like it, you have to physically do the Get, shit. Like, tired. I found the, oh, the Creed uh, game is super super cool because i like doing kickboxing for cario and like that's a pretty good fun thing and you can like fucking fuck you can be like clubber laying against rocky and beat the shot of him and like get a pretty good exercise and sweat going it's pretty nice they're very engrossing but they also make you sweat you have to be able to do the thing you're doing 
So at least like a little, like a portion of it anyway, you know. I dig it. I dig it. It's really fun. Yeah. But one thing I I found very strange when you play a lot of VR cuz you know when you play like say GTA a lot, right? A lot. And then you go outside and see cars and you like see like oh, if I hit triangle I can steal that car, right? You know that feeling, right? Whenever you you've played one game for a very long time, you the game almost overlays onto reality in certain ways. Uh like when you see something red and you're like, "Oh, I can shoot that cuz it's explosive." So with VR, I find the thing that overlays is because when you're any VR game you're playing, there's like this barrier that tells you when you're moving, when you're going to hit your desk or your chair or something. And so when I take off the VR helmet, if I'm playing a lot, I feel like that the overlay is not the games, but the barrier so that it feels like the real world is actually the simulation because that <laughs> barrier, it keeps me safe. So I, I respect that overlay barrier more than I do the f- world that I see with my eyes, which is usually the game. So I, I, I just want to ask you, uh, does Bugman have VR yet? Cause I think he needs to get it. <laughs> uh, what's something I'll work on for him? I know, I know it's something that's played before, but I don't think he like owns one yet. Uh, but I'll, I'll do my best. I'll do my best to get a, a VR in the hands of Bugman. What I noticed when I was playing VR for the first time is that I would start having dreams i would dream more about the things that had happened in vr oh I yeah think because it's like left over in your brain stem a little more than like when you're watching it on tv and i would have like occasionally more like false memories i'd be like did i like grab a can and i was like throwing away a can the other day or something and i'm like no that was like in vr it like tricks your brain sometimes like a little too much yeah exactly yeah i did have some vivid dreams about some stuff from the game very vivid but i I gotta say you know like it it's a powerful experience and not that in a pretty short amount of time so i still uh recommend it uh especially because it's the only video game system that you can actually buy now i think that's in stock (laughs) is like the oculus quest 2 so like that's the only one you can buy anyway vr is pretty cool like i don't know if there's ever been like a game where i'm like this like blows me away for vr but it just is like kind of that next level technology it really is leslie by the way i went to disneyland last week and they have the new star wars ride and it's using something called like displacement projection or something like that so it kind of does like vr but in real life like you walk out into like into a you know first order spaceship and you look out the windows and it does look like infinite space going on out there just because they've like made it so that these cam like the the you know the screens are designed so specifically to like where you're standing when you look Ah. at it that it like really works and you know has that parallax kind of look to it that's interesting. That's really cool. There's a crazy part where you're like going under a full size ad at and like I know that it's screens, but you look at a door and it just looks like a hangar full of full size ad <laughs> like going as far as you can see. Yeah, um, I played a little bit of of the Star Wars Squadrons in VR and that's pretty fun. Like that's that's pretty like intense, like full 360 experience. Like you can get like, but it I like I get motion sickness uh, a bit. So I actually noticed like the reviews of the most, the like the best uh, H most HD, most accurate 
uh, VR games have a lot of negative reviews because people just can't play them because they move too close to regular speed and you get <laughs> sick. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, that's another problem. Big problem with VR. Is so many people seem to get I, I don't get that issue. I've added like maybe a little bit here and there, but people get like pretty severe motion sickness yeah. from it. Yeah, and the people get so mad. They like feel like the game designers are like doing this to them on purpose. The reviews are so angry. It just is like literally like I don't know. Like at a certain point, like some people don't want to go see three D movies because it makes them feel sick. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like I don't know what to tell you. Some some things are not for everybody. Yeah. You know what I mean? What the fuck? Yeah. Well, Jack, you know, uh, we almost did this show uh, a day early because there was a presentation that was not for me. But Jack said Mm -hmm. we should hold off. And I think he was right about that. You know, there was a lot that went on at this year's Nintendo Direct, E3 Direct, and the subsequent treehouse they had afterward. There was a lot of good stuff at this year's uh, Nintendo Direct, um, and also a lot of shit that I don't care about very much, like some guy from Tekken joining uh, Smash Brothers. Why is that I game still lot- out? Why, like, I- shouldn't they be <laughs> on a new one? Like, they keep announcing characters. Feels yeah. like it's been like five years since that game's been out. And make may- all. May- uh, maybe I'm wrong, but I'm like, I actually think that the Mortal Kombat characters they announce are like more exciting than some of these like also ran Tekken characters. Now, I'm not a Tekken player, so I don't really know. But there was a lot of good shit at this year's uh, Nintendo E3. Let's start with even some of the like smaller stuff. They're re-releasing Advance Wars 1 and 2. Man, it looks kick-ass. Advance Wars is a great like tactics game that was on Game Boy Advance. For once, they're actually like remaking the game at Nintendo. Now, normally what they do at Nintendo is they package a ROM of the game that already existed <laughs> and then charge you $60 for it. But the new Advance Wars 1 and 2 reboot camp is a like redo of 1 and 2, you know, the maps or whatever, but it took a full you know, fully redone game and it like looks really fucking cool. I'm very excited for Advance Wars 1 plus 2 reboot camp. There's also and this is a little closer to the realm of Nintendo just charging way too much for shit they've already released. They're doing a Mario Party Superstars where it's going to be like all the old Mario Party levels, but in the new engine. And now what's annoying about this is it's very Nintendo. They're releasing it for $60 instead of as a DLC for that last Mario Party that they did. But it does look better than that last janky, shitty Mario Party that they did. (sighs) (laughs) <laughs> I know. I'm just trying to rush through the stuff, the early stuff that Leslie like won't care about that much at all. Um, I am excited for WarioWare. I'm a fan of Wario. I like the WarioWare little mini game games. I'm excited for WarioWare to come back. Those were great Wii titles. Um, we love the Wario character and WarioWare. It's about goddamn time WarioWare returned. Metroid Dread. Now, what do you think of that, Leslie? Well, I was pretty excited for it because I'm excited for any Metroidvania. It, it literally does not matter if it's a Metroidvania as, and has somewhat of a cool aesthetic. I'll be into it. Like speaking of like replace, which I think was um, part of the Xbox uh, presentation looked so, so good. It's like a fucking cyberpunk uh, Metroidvania. That looked awesome. Now, when you look at that and you look at some of the, things have come out and how long it's been since a metroid has come out sure 
Metroid Dread does not spark a lot of excitement from what I saw. It looks like a 3DS game. It it looks better than a 3DS game, and I do think that like the smoothness I thought looked really nice in it. Now, it doesn't look like the most next-gen game I've ever seen. I don't know, but it is running at like... It does look like very smooth in 60 frames per second and a little more than a 3DS game, Leslie. Please, Leslie. Um, Jack, you've been got. You've what? been got because this is literally a DS game. It started production as a DS uh, game. As a DS. Well, but I mean, they changed it obviously for Switch. Yes, but you, know, you add you up the poly count certainly. <laughs> you certainly up the poly count and the frame rate. Yeah, but that's how long they've been working on right. this. Guy. this uh, yes, I, how I do you not be Dread, able to make Metroid? Come on, Dread was first announced like fifteen years ago. Now, the thing that I find interesting about this um, is that my understanding is the reason they don't make so many Metroid games is because they're just not as popular in Japan. Metroid is like a much more popular franchise here in America, and so Nintendo Japan just doesn't care about it that much. So I feel like, you know, this looks cool to me. Um, I love a sort of 2.5D side scroller. It may not be, you know, quite as advanced as, you know, where we've gotten to in the world of Metroidvanias. But I was so surprised because when they were like, we're going to announce a new Metroid game, I was so ready for it to be like Metroid Ball Battlers or something like that. And so for it to be like an actual full scale, you know, Metroidvania game, I was like, okay, I'm kind of into this. It looks good. Yeah, I mean, full scale. I'm I, like, I'm looking at the longer uh, clip that they put out, and it just does not seem like what I really call a full scale Metroidvania right now. It seems it's not like it seems like a bad game, but it's it's not highly as ambitious as it should be for a Metroid coming out in right. now when we have so many great games like you know Hollow Knight, you know something like that out or i mean there's just so many great metrovanias that really solid in sac- uh, sanctuary that really push like the boundaries of the genre you want metroid to you know come up with something hot um you had bloodstained even uh last year which uh which was really really good like metroid should look that good you know metroid should be that look that interesting that sh- that should excite me that much as well as castlevania too but it's just a shame that like none of these so many of these companies like can't like put out they own the ip and they still can't make it work sometimes yeah, I mean, I thought it looked fine. And again, like, weren't some of the last Metroid games, like, weird, like, third-party created just, like, battle games and shit like that? Yeah. Like, I was just surprised that it was not, like, I was ready for it to be just, like, a game where Samus is, like, a basketball. And it's, like, Metroid <laughs> basketball or something. I was just happy to see it's, like, a mainline actual Metroid game, you know? Um, and then the big one, you know, the one more thing of, you know, the entire Nintendo E3 is the does have a name. They just haven't like released what it's going to be yet. But the, you know, open world Zelda game that Leslie, you're not that impressed by uh, a lot of people like it. I, I I didn't get into it as much as many people did, but I did play through the whole single player and thought it was pretty good. And I thought this trailer looks pretty good. I think it's like what I think it's kind of interesting about it is it does seem like there's going to be a lot more more sort of vertical playing in this one. There's a lot of like Link falling through the clouds and like parasailing through, you know, just 
it looks like there's a lot more vertical going on in this particular Breath of the Wild. And otherwise, I do think the art direction just looks nice. And, you know, I wonder what the hell's going to go on with this game. Yeah, so I wasn't a big fan of Breath of the Wild. Uh, in fact, I came to the conclusion that it is, in fact, a bad game. Uh, sad <laughs> to say. There it wasn't anything in it that made me more interested in playing. It still looked cool. I think the visuals are absolutely amazing in the original and this one is just the gameplay, the new gameplay elements. Like maybe just Zelda is not for me. Like I would like something much <laughs> more, you know, s- straight up combat focus, more variety of enemies, like a Dark more, Souls game, more variety of combat. It doesn't have to be a Dark Souls. There's lots of different iterations of the third person, you know, sword game sure. out there. You know, pick one, but the one that is in Breath of the Wild, Wild just does not work for me at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I again, I did think that some of the breath of the wild like you know the way people talked about breath of the wild i think was maybe a little too much uh i do think it was pretty good and i'm kind of looking i'm looking i'll play this next one for sure and um i i at least i'm like okay they're trying something different it's all going up in the air as opposed to climbing walls and climbing trees this time that or whatever. part did look cool that part did look pretty fun well folks that was the three thank you so much have a good one later
brandish the Elden Ring. Like what you hear? Want to hear more? Check us out at patreon.com slash struggle session or sesh.plus or struggle session.substack.com for all our public episodes, commercial free, as well as hundreds of bonus episodes. Thank you to all our listeners for holding us down five years strong.